0: This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming and is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: 12, 11, 10, 9,
2: ignition sequence start, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, one. Ninja Star! What's up, Ranger fans? This is Steve Cardias, a.k.a. Rocky the Red Power Ranger. Hey, this is Eugene Clark from George R. Romero's Land of the Dead. Hey, this is Jason fought from Power Rangers Time Force. Hi, this is Mike Zapsic from AMC's Comic Book Men. And this is Ming Chen, also from AMC's Comic Book Men. You are listening And you're listening to... The Ninja Starship Podcast with Jimmy
1: McKnight. a favorite podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah! Woo! I am awesome!
3: You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole is.
2: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to episode 29 of the Ninja Starship Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy McKnight, and it is 5 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. We are live from Podcast Detroit Studios above Activate Gaming in Ferndale, Michigan. And as always, this episode is sponsored by the Falling Down Beer Company in Warren, Michigan. They're providing us with this deliciously foamy Ninja Chicken IPA that everybody is enjoying. My guest this week, joining me in the studio... Are Travis McIntyre and Devin Fother from Source Point Press. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hello. Hello.
0: I have to say, that was a pretty fucking badass bumper that you guys rolled out there. Yeah. Thank you. A, Thank you. Thank show. you. We, act, we, we do a podcast too, and after listening to that, I want this big fuck to.
3: <laughs> you <laughs> had someone working on a bumper, like, and Jesus it fell through. Jesus <laughs> Christ.
0: Ours is awful
3: compared to that.
2: <laughs> I got it from uh, pond5.com. I spent like 15
0: bucks on that track, dude. <laughs> it's 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 nice. It's nice. I like it. I like how you got a bunch of the personal quotes in there. Thank from, you. Yeah. Thank you, know, you. You can tell that you're a, a little bit of a convention crawler.
2: Yes, <laughs> I am a huge convention crawler. It's almost right sickening. That's that's all I'm doing this year's convention. Yeah, all we've got <laughs> is a uh, big
3: Papa pump.
0: We do. <laughs> we do have big Papa pump. Sweet,
2: sweet. <laughs> Well, I mean, two, six, 2016, man, is really starting off to kind of a fucking bang. Everybody's dying on us. It's like I saw a meme that 2016 is being written by George R, R. Martin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, then then we can look forward to it never being done. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking, what do we got? Lemmy passed? Yeah. David Bowie. Which, wait, hold on. I got I got to stop there. I can't even just say Lemmy and go. Lemmy
0: passed. That sucks. Horrible. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing with Lemmy... <clears throat> is that it's really more of a like I can't believe he made it so long Yeah, mm-hmm. right I mean he's With like the
2: lifestyle and the, yeah the
0: lifestyle lived in like, he yeah. did he's awesome I love him I love motorhead um but that was more like I was like I heard like oh let me die and I was like that sounds about
3: right well a few months <laughs> <laughs> a few months prior to that he uh he was like yeah I'm going to have to switch to diet coke for uh, health reasons yeah <laughs> you know right
2: <laughs> i mean like <laughs> Didn't he have, like, I heard he had, like, neck problems because he was headbanging so much. And the doctor's like, you can't be doing this anymore. Yeah. And he's like, fuck you, I'm doing it. You know? <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> <idea>. That's <laughs> thank a thank you. Idea. Yeah, I
0: mean, I it was just one of those things where, it, you know, you're not really, you're sad about it and it sucks. But you're not really, like, that's sub- it. would be like if you heard Keith Richards finally died Yeah, right. You're like, yeah, that seems about right. Right. Like, he, he
2: lived. He yeah. lived.
0: Yeah. But then, you know, you were about to say David Bowie. I was. That actually was really surprised Surprised me. Out of it's, nowhere. It's this fucking British, well, then, like, stiff upper lip thing. it be like, like, I've got the terminal cancer. <laughs> I'm going to beat it. <laughs> well, it's
3: not even that. just like, let's just not talk about it. Yeah. No. Well, fuck, what, what, two days? But prior to that, he released that Lazarus music video, yeah. like, as his parting gift. Yeah. Did you watch that? I have not seen it yet. That's but, a... Uh, that, that's pretty deep
2: man yeah. I mean it, it's cool but you're like wow, wow. especially with him
0: the, him what you know now yes and, is, and him knowing then <laughs> yeah, making right. the evi- oh. <laughs> have you watched uh, the video for Black Star? like that 10 minute song no no you gotta watch it see with Bowie it's also fucked up is it <laughs> yeah See? It's the same thing. He plays that same character with like the with the button eyes, or, or whatever button they mean? eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's That's all kind of interconnected. I mean, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a very big David Bowie fan. Um, so that that and he always every time you see him anywhere, he always seemed like 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 oh he's so healthy, right? You know? Right? Right? And he's responsible for one of my favorite rock star quotes ever, and it's the um, it'd be like uh, it's something along the lines of uh, you might think that uh, being a rock star and being married to a supermodel is. Is really awesome. Mm-hmm. And you'd be right.
2: Right. <laughs> Super <laughs> awesome
0: so fucking awesome.
2: He uh like with Bowie for me, I didn't I didn't know his music that well at least I uh, at least I thought I didn't know his music that well until after he passed and then I'm like oh wait he did that song and he did that song songs
0: that are like ingrained yes yes
2: and then you know I mean I knew him from you know Labyrinth and Goblin King and then all Mm -hmm. that stuff like I loved him from that you know but I never went further than that and it was after he died I really started exploring that and I'm like damn like I guess I am a huge Bowie fan you (laughs) know like it's just it's the way it is
0: yeah that was definitely a hit and then um uh, Hans Gruber,
2: Alan Rickman, yeah, Alan Rickman also yeah.
0: also a guy that you didn't see I, at least I I never, didn't I
2: never heard anything no. about him being sick and that one no. hit, that one kind of hit me hard man that was like I, I want to say it was comparable to when I heard Roddy Piper died because <clears throat> when I heard Roddy Piper died I was like oh my god fuck today you know the same thing when Alan Rickman died I was like <laughs> fuck today really like I'll yeah, tell you what sucks you
0: about with Roddy Piper is uh, we were. We were at uh, Motor City last year. Yep.
3: I was too. And,
0: you know, I was working, you know, we're there, you know, hawking books and talking to people and trying to drum up fans and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so in those times when you are walking away from your table, Mm -hmm. you know, normally you don't have time to stand in anybody's line. (laughs) But I actually kind of like paused – and I was like, oh, man, there's only like 12 people in front of Roddy Piper. It would be cool to yeah. like, just slide in, just walk up, shake his hand. Say you hi. Know, I don't need him to sign anything. Just be like, hey, what's up, man? Right. Um, and, then, uh, and then I decided, ah, no, nah, I don't want to. Because I was just kind of walking around. And I went back right. to the table. And then no chance now. Yeah. I know, man. So I kind of regret it now because I, I could have been like 10 minutes, 10 minutes, and I could have at least shook Roddy Piper's hand.
2: I seen him at his booth. And he had he had quite a line. Even though I had VIPs, I mean he was he, he was talking to a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was like he was really giving his attention to the kid. I'm like, this is not the point to go up and talk to him. You know what I mean? Like this little kid is, is, is making his dreams come true here. Yeah, kid. yeah, get the fuck out of here! But uh, the one cool thing that I will cherish forever is in his panel. Uh, I, I he you know called me. I stood up and I was like, you know, can you tell us a, a cool story from when you filmed They Live, and would you grace us all with you know the famous line? Right away, dude. He's like, I have come here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And you know? I'm like, oh
1: my god, yes, like
2: it hit you like like fucking a, a ton of bricks, man. It was it was amazing. I, I'm gonna hold that and cherish that forever. That's like my one Roddy moment, you know. But
0: yeah, Alan Rickman.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Roddy totally took his thunder.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Alan Rickman thing was very, again, very surprising. He was yeah. 69 years old, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
3: you know, uh, who else is 90, uh, 69 years old? Donald Trump. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's really root for that guy. I, I will trade. I will trade. <laughs> yeah, can we get Rickman back?
2: No oh, shit. <laughs> Especially they're redoing all the, uh, or they're remaking Harry Potter movies now, yep. or new stories. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I will know. take Zombie Rickman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take ai will take a Half Alive Alan Rickman. Yeah.
2: I wrote a list of these people down. I was like, I want to at least give a mention to them. And I remembered reading on the way over here, Celine Dion's husband died. Yep. But oh, I couldn't yeah. remember what the fuck his name is, so I just wrote Titanic. I'm like, <laughs> well, he went down. I mean, <laughs> I know it's bad, uh, yeah. but, uh, you know, that, that's how I remembered it. Yeah, he's yeah.
0: Uh, it's got a French name. It's a French Canadian starts with an A I know it starts with an A Yeah I don't know It's not really all that Yeah far. it's not that important yeah I don't I don't, I don't know think what he, he did. I don't think he was like a manager he was her manager Yeah he was a behind the scenes yeah. guy yeah. definitely and then, it was, was and then she turned like 18. older than her though from yeah. what I remember Yeah he was Yeah I mean, That was maybe creepy I mean I don't know.
2: <laughs> It's creepy no it was French creepy. Canadian It was creepy when I heard when they got married back then you
0: <laughs> know I'm like damn
2: that that's fucked up <laughs> Um I went and saw Hateful Eight last night How is it That's it's a really good movie. It's very long. And I made the comparison to as I was watching it I'm like it's like clue meets the real world meets what the fuck oh Django. Cuz okay. you got you got well, Santa. to be in
3: the same universe as yeah, it's, Django. Yeah, it's just
2: after really? the emancipation proclamation. Yeah. And it basically I don't all, the <laughs> <laughs> all these uh, all these people are are like stuck in this fucking cabin in the middle of a blizzard and somebody poisons the coffee and it's a whodunit tarantino oh, okay. style so it's really fucking cool man like i be, i think being a podcaster and listening to podcasts and listening to dialogue and people speak mm-hmm. that was two hours and 45 minutes that i was like no shit and i remember <laughs> looking at my phone going oh wow it's almost been three hours like i'm into this i had you no know? idea it was that long oh it's super long people in the audience were like I tapped out after two hours. I was, I'm done with this movie. You know? wow. So you're going to get mixed reviews from people that yeah. don't like kind of the, the Kevin Smith feel of Talking Heads movies. You know, oh. It's like they have – him and Tarantino have that same love dialogue aspect in their movies, which right. I, I love.
0: I think I generally would like like that stuff. I mean I, I probably won't be – I have two small children, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So for me to go to a movie um, requires like <laughs> Herculean effort. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so like I I went I I saw Star Wars oh. uh, the weekend after it first came out and that that's probably that'll be my movie for a couple of months because yeah. it either requires like a negotiation with my wife to be like I'm gonna go to a movie and you're gonna fucking watch the kid <laughs> 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 or like trying to get a babysitter to come and it's, right right well, you so gotta I haven't really it plan it yet. out yeah but I I look forward to it coming out on. Uh, you know DVD or whatever. Yeah, give it. I, give it a I shot. like Tarantino, and I like, yeah. I like Kevin Smith too. So do I. Mm-hmm. So do I. We're actually me and uh,
2: Justin. We're gonna go see uh, Star Wars when we get out of here no. for the fourth. My fourth time. His second time. Uh, wow. The second time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So wow. you you
0: really into it?
2: Really into it. <laughs> mm.
0: Really, really. That's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Let's go. Bring it. I feel it, <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> no, I. I it's so funny that, like, basically people with the Star Wars are, like, you, you either have to think it's the greatest thing that has ever been made. Or it's total or shit. Or it's total shit. Like, I feel like it's, like, a solid 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. a 7 of 10. Like, there's a lot of awesome. And then there's there's kind of some shitty stuff. Like, yes. the whole Luke thing is, like, a, just a MacGuffin to sort of, like, yeah. Yeah. like, oh, you have to go find Luke. Well, fucking why? Right. Well, because we need because him for the J. J. resistance. Abrams. Why do you need him for the resistance? <laughs> right. Like, clearly you don't. You need like three X-wings. To He's blow our up, secret weapon. To <laughs> blow up whatever planet-sized thing the Empire has made. All you need is three X-wings uh-huh. and like yep. gumption. That's all it ever That's takes. That's it. And yeah. good like, aim. Honestly, what do engineers who work for the Empire do? <laughs> it's like they all get together in a the room. They're having a meeting. And like one dude is always like, I've got it. <laughs> Let's build a gigantic fucking planet-sized weapon. And then all the other engineers are like, no, no, fuck that. Every time we do that, our shit gets fucked up. We're not building another giant planet-sized weapon. We don't
2: do it big enough.
0: Yeah. And then, lo and behold, (coughs) but that's, I mean, it's hard to complain about it because a lot of it was cool. Yeah, a lot of it was cool. The taste and the flavor was what you expected it to be. But in terms of it, just the movie itself. You know, taken as it was, I, I think it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I would see it again. Um, I didn't like the 3D. I would say that took a lot of it off. Me. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's me, but I've talked to other people too who mm. also didn't like 3D. But 3D movies give me. Like, they give me a headache. Okay. Right? Yeah. When I leave the theater, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, right. I feel like I've been yeah. working the whole time. Right. You know, Sensory to, like, overload. focus on something. And uh, so th- th- I didn't like that. I think that took away from my enjoyment of mm-hmm. it a little bit. Um, so I think if, you know, if I went, if my first experience with it had been, like, just the normal 2D. Oh,
2: we got a caller coming? All right.
0: <laughs> Seven <laughs> to ten. It's not a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. But Hello, I thought Colin. there were flaws.
2: All right, on. You're on the air, Ninja Starship
1: ninja starship i heard some people talking about star wars over there in michigan or
3: something
2: (laughs) is this jason clark this might be jason clark (laughs) jason how you doing buddy welcome to the show hey
1: uh good to be here uh i'm enjoying the conversation so far uh how's it going source point press fellows
0: hey jay how you doing man
1: Pretty good. It's a good day of pod for you guys. I just got finished chatting with uh, Mr.
2: Sean Seal. That was a good
1: <laughs> yes,
0: time. I saw that. That's nice work. Hopefully that wasn't too drunk. How drunk too, was Sean? Yeah, how drunk was he? He wasn't <laughs> too drunk, was he?
1: Well, it, if he was drunk, he's quite the functioning alcoholic.
0: Yes, that's sure. exactly yeah. how to describe him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not too many stutters or stammers, so uh, <laughs> it was pretty smooth. But I, I just wanted to call and say I agree with you fellows. Uh, I don't think it has to be horrible or bad I think it was a total 7 out of 10 you know uh, I think a lot of people did expect something different I mean I loved it and uh, mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of problems with it at the same time but yeah. I mean hey it's a
0: movie right yeah I, and you know what and if Jason Clark thinks that yeah. then that's pretty much the same yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: for those that don't know Jay hosts a show called An Elegant Weapon uh, it's basically Star Wars and Weed wrapped up with comics and awesomeness
1: yeah, yeah. All, all the finer things
2: in life.
0: All the finer <laughs> things in life. But yeah, I, I, he he said it perfectly. It's a great movie. It's a good movie to love, and it's a good movie to watch a lot of times. But is it this like greatest film ever made? No, no, no definitely it, not. Is it? There's like some poles, and there's some slow parts. And when yeah. when I left the theater, my
2: honest, true blue opinion when I as soon as it was like the end, you know, it's like okay, that was just like four. But I loved it. That was everything that I wanted, you know, but it was, it was, it was very much like four with a lot of the, you know, it it had the Disney aspect to it where it was real jokey in a lot of areas, you know, kind of like. I think in that aspect pulling from the Marvel universe where it's just everyone's got the one-liner. I mean well, Han Chewy, Solo was Chewy slinging and Han them. And you know. definitely
3: Groot and Rocket. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> yes. what that whole thing was. Yes. Groot and
0: Rocket. I will say that line that he says uh when they're Finn and Han and Chewie are trying to sneak in and <laughs> and, um, and, ha- uh, and Han turns like, "Oh, you're cold." Yeah. That was great. That was an awesome. Yeah,
2: play. that was great. I loved when he was uh when they were all on the uh on the ship, right in the very beginning, and the the two gangs, you know, are getting ready to to they hit him from each side, yeah. and he's like, "What are you going to do? I'm going to talk my way out of it, like I always do." And Chewie says something. He's like, "Yes, I do, every time." <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: I, uh, you know, it was uh, for those of us who didn't like love it, love it, who are actually freakishly a bit of a you know prequel apologists, not saying the prequels were well made movies in any way. But I think the only thing that was missing was the exciting kind of originality of certain things. Mm-hmm. But even though it was so much like episode four, I think it did its job. It got everybody back. And it's got me more excited for episode eight when I get to see some Jedi and some more lightsabers and we get to have Luke back. It, if episode seven did anything, it got me twice as stoked for episode eight. And if anybody's been reading the comics, which have been fantastic. They're actually going to a lot of interesting places in the comics that you know, aren't rehashing on kind of old Star Wars ideas. So I think if they kind of go the same route with the movies, I think everybody, even more so in the next one, is going to get what they want. You know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I think that uh, <clears throat> to a certain extent because it was a Star Wars movie and, and it was a new Star Wars movie and it didn't suck. Everyone was so taken aback. they were like, "Oh, thank God, it's good! <laughs> thank God, it's good!" It was there, just like ten of ten. It's the best Star Wars movie yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And like some of us were more like, "No, Empire is the best Star Wars <laughs> movie know? ever." Like, what do wow, you people I mean, talking obviously. about? That's crazy talk. <laughs> but then you think about like, well, what's the purpose of this movie? Like, mm-hmm. what's it supposed to be? It's supposed to like reintroduce, right. bring you back in. Yeah. Here's the new rules. This is the world in which we live. I, I think it was. But doesn't that you know things.
2: follow the line of? Star Wars Episode One, Star Wars Episode Four. They set up the story for the other two movies. They in do. The trilogy. I mean, I would argue, um, or saga at this word. Whatever. I would the fuck have been happier be
3: with a, a soft reboot where it was the original cast wasn't involved at all, mm-hmm. and maybe keep some of the same themes but make them, you know, the current cast related in some way and then just do a a real soft reboot instead of a full reboot to make it the Disney property Mm -hmm. where they're trying to do like, okay, well, we got to appease the the fans that we've had for, you know, decades and then we need to bring in extra money from these kids that are just now getting to really recognize what Star Wars is. Mm -hmm. But – that's that's my opinion. At least
2: they did it well this time with trying to get the kids, uh, yeah. you know, and and the you know the younger fan base, where the the reissuance of the original yeah. trilogy with right. all that extra fucking computer generated shit yeah, that, that was, was horrible, yeah. or even in in the way Jedi where George were,
3: Lucas envisioned it, that, yeah, right, right. <laughs>
2: uh, I, I'm, I'm almost positive it's, it's Jedi where. Uh, uh, God damn it. Jabba the Hutt standing there, and they're all in in Jabba's place, and that fucking frog chick starts singing. You know what I'm saying? As soon as that starts out, I'm like, oh, you are destroying something so beautiful. It's like Moses breaking the first set of Ten Commandments. You know,
3: like, what the fuck are you uh, doing? That's the
0: Max (laughs) Weebo, The Max Webo band.
3: Yeah, I think think that was originally in there. The difference was it was a practical effect, and then George is like, "No, no, 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 we've got to have her bounce it all around. It's got to look way awesome. Yeah. way way awesome yeah no no
1: yeah but then they they added the little furry guy who does the whole entire act like that song used to be just
2: heard
3: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And then, yeah, then he had, he had, the, had the monster song. teeth yep yeah yeah, S- oh, yeah <laughs> man! So,
0: that's, I've got the perfect uh, I've got the perfect thing for Jason Clark um, so there's a ton of uh, a ton of theories going around about uh, who what the identity of uh, Snoke Supreme is. Leader Snoke yeah <laughs> yeah uh, what what do you think, Jay?
1: Yeah, that's funny. Josh Werner asked me the same thing yesterday. Um, I think that he is a new character. I think he may have old ties, and he maybe has been up to something back in the day. I don't think he's anyone we've ever met before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I he must have been involved with something. There's going to be a story behind why he's all beat up, and there's going to be a reason. For all of that, and why he came around to take you know take Ben away from the solos and stuff, but that's why I can't go much further than that because I really do think he's a he's an original character. I don't think he's going to be a surprise. I'm whoever, you know. He can't be Plagueis because he's not the same species.
0: No, I don't. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people were thinking Plagueis at yeah, first. first. Definitely. Um, so I read a theory on the internet, and, and I and I thought it was very cool. And Jay, you're probably very familiar with this, and it's this idea that uh, so the Force is like a life giving, uh, a life giving entity. Force. Right. Unfortunately, I have right. to use the word power. Of the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so Anakin Skywalker is supposedly this born of virgin birth. He's a direct offspring of the Force, the most powerful Force user ever lived. And the nature of the Star Wars to- storytelling is supposed to be cyclical mm-hmm. circles within circles, right. on and on. So, <clears throat> this, this theory that I read was that um, this time in the cycle, uh, Anakin Skywalker has been reborn, and this time he's got split. Because he's a pure child of the Force. His dark side is Snoke. And that's why, like, if you look at Darth Vader from Return of Jedi, when they take his helmet off, he's got, like, the cheek is all fucked up and he's got the scar on his head. Mm -hmm. Like, Snoke. Snoke is the manifestation of Anakin's dark side. And Rey is the manifestation of Anakin's light side. And that's why she, like, immediately was able to basically, like... Use the coming well, the out of Well, when she touched the lightsaber, and, and when and when she touched his lightsaber, she got all that shit. Yeah. Not because she's Luke's daughter or Obi Wan's granddaughter, but because she's fucking Anakin. Wow! And well, th- that—that's okay. the idea: is that this whole thing <laughs> it begins and ends with Darth Vader. No shit. I
1: think that's an amazing idea. I yes. think that's really, really cool and original and creative. Well, it's not mine. I read that. On the <laughs> end.
0: Just, just to be clear, <laughs> no, I don't no, think no, about yeah, Star yeah, Wars I, that much. <laughs>
1: Totally. I just feel it's a little out there for Star Wars. They've never really gone quite so fantastically mystical.
2: Yeah, that sounds very, like, it was on the Flash.
1: (laughs) See, my theory is that they were all connected. I think it's a little more, you know, grounded, a little less, like, you know, ethereal. But I think that Rey was one of Luke's students. And when Kylo turned and all the Jedi got killed, she was probably the last survivor and then got sent away for whatever reasons, to protect her from him or whatever.
0: And then maybe um, she had her memory blocked or something?
1: I think she was just too young, yeah, because it's kind of, it's, it's just too coincidental that the Falcon was there and, you know, it was obvious that it was that guy. See, there's, they're opening things up new. We've never had a flashback or any kind of force vision in Star Wars before, other than kind of Anakin dreaming or Luke going into the cave on Dagobah. But yeah. when Rey touches that lightsaber and has that whole force vision, that's all new territory.
2: Yeah, I so, love that, too, well, that they did new that. New territory I it was for the movie yeah. franchise. It was like an Excalibur moment where it's oh. calling to her, you know. Did you hear that, you so hear so that little
0: drop-in that Super Dork just loaded in? Because <laughs> no, this, no. this motherfucker is all, like, super into the extended universe and all the yeah. novels and shit. Right on. Like, you know, when they're like, that's not canon anymore, just buckets of tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, so,
1: hey, look, look, like, you want to get technical here. Uh, the only reason that we think that Darth Plagueis was Palpatine's master is because of the novel Darth Plagueis. Yeah. Yep. And that is no longer canon But
0: But he does tell the story Yeah, he does tell the story He
1: tells this tragedy of Darth Plagueis And that his student killed him And you kind of get the impression But he never flat out says it So technically, we don't actually know for sure Whether Plagueis was even Palpatine's master anymore True Like, I never understood why Plagueis The novel wasn't part of it It was so beautifully tied into the movies It was my favorite novel, Star Wars novel ever written (laughs) But now he's got a name and stuff. Like it's just, uh, you know, Sheevs Palpatine. Like you know, like they're just going crazy. So I think (laughs) it's going to be fun until we see it for sure. Are
2: you guys ready for the uh, what is? Is it uh, the anthology movie with Han Solo that's supposed to go back and show like his kind of little there's that one and then
3: uh, well this year is uh, Rogue One, which is supposed to be the. What the extraction of the original Death Star plans for the for the rebels to attack the first Death Star? Right. About the one, is, many
1: Bothans who died to bring them that yeah. information. Oh, you stole
2: that from me! <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna say <laughs> it, motherfucker. Right, uh, you guys need a refill? Yeah, man. I'm, all right, uh, all I'm right. Completely dried. Jay, up. do you want to hang out for a bit?
1: Actually, guys, I'm gonna go make some tacos.
2: <laughs> all right, enjoy yourself. So, Thanks so, for calling so, in, so, brother. Fine.
1: Yeah, man. I'm going to keep listening while I make my tacos. I'm loving the show. You guys, Source Point Press is amazing. Everybody needs to check out everything that they're doing because it's good from top to bottom. And uh, we're going to see you guys out there in Michigan when an Elegant Weapon comes out to visit for Motor City Comic so,
0: Yeah, I can't uh, wait, man. Cannot wait.
1: Everybody be good.
0: We will. <laughs> promise.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. Take, take care,
0: you, Jay. Jay.
2: Listen. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs>
3: I'm going to be the human torpedo. How about taking another quack at it? (laughs) Yes! Let this
1: be our final battle! (laughs) What do you mean you don't agree with me? Do you know who you're dealing with?
2: (laughs) This is a previously recorded episode (laughs) Win in a wrestling match, lemme or God? Lemmy. Uh, God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. God. All right, we are back with the guys from Source Point Press Travis McIntyre and Devin Fother. We are talking Star Wars, at least right now. Uh, <laughs> we kind of had to rush back to our seats again. Um, you know what? I want to get off Star Wars because we'll just talking about this forever. Do you fucking see those videos by this chick, Shaori?
3: Yes. I mean, the that, one... Remember that, that Asian she's like, chick? Has yeah. Like, this is, like, the super Asian. Asian? Oh, that is
0: she, like, South Korean? And, so yeah, yeah, she's Korean and she fucking... She just does, like, weird non-sequitur stuff? <laughs> yes, she just sits there yeah. and, like, dances and... Ooh, like yeah. sucks on fucking like
3: chicken. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I she know was exactly in the what he's talking about what was the one that she was like in a fuck fridge fuck. <laughs> it is so weird it's, it's the, the so weirdest bizarre. shit but and like the worst part is
2: it's like it's like the donkey show you can't stop watching <laughs> yeah. once it starts so it's like <laughs> she did this one where she's like in a uh, she's in a uh, a refrigerator dressed as a fucking mermaid and And she's like, "Oh, fish!" And she's sitting there, like sucking out a fish.
3: I have not seen that one. Oh my god! I haven't seen that particular one. I've seen enough to know. (laughs) I think I've seen all of them,
2: unfortunately, because like every day it's it's a new one. Like the one we just saw this morning, she's uh, dumping a whole bunch of fries all over the place, and like like, she's in like a bathtub. Yeah. Full of ketchup, and she's got a shovel, and she's like shoveling ketchup onto the fries. You know, like ketchup. Oh, oh. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's it's fucking bizarre. It is, dude. And some of the
2: shit you're just like, oh wait, like well, what was it? She ate uh, she ate bugs and something else. It was it was mixed with some oh milk milk. She oh, poured yeah. bugs into a bowl like a bowl yep. of cereal poured milk.
0: That fucking got her because she was like, Woo, like starting to get. I was like, oh yes, I'm like finally, you know. <laughs> we should make copies of these videos with you as her.
2: <laughs> it's gonna be uh,
0: it's like gonna be maybe a little exact- bit too
2: parody videos.
3: Yeah, copy it
0: exactly, but with a giant man. It'll
3: probably be way too hot for YouTube. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they will be like, no.
3: <laughs> Take, there's, there's Take clearly the man. way too much mantid in here. We gotta. We gotta <laughs> <shut this house. laughs> be perfect for the seashell bro. <laughs> we gotta do the
2: mermaid one, at least the mermaid one. <laughs> um, exciting news though, coming this week because now CW and and actually just DC period are really hitting the TV shows hard. You got Monday Supergirl, Tuesday Flash, Wednesday Arrow, and now Thursday the premiere of Legends of Tomorrow. Are you guys into these shows? You watch them?
0: I'm into two of those shows. (laughs) One of them I haven't seen. I have not seen Supergirl. But But you're um, into it. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I'm into it or not. I'm into Arrow, even though I I do feel that season three was a little Mm -hmm. uh, not quite as good. Yes. Um, And uh, Flash, actually, I've pretty much watched it from the beginning. And it's a show that I thought I was going to hate because I've never really been interested in Flash as a character. Me either. And I thought I was going to hate it. And then it started off, I was like, oh, it's so fucking cheesy. I'm going to hate <laughs> it. And it just it kept getting better. Better as and it better. Went on.
2: It's phenomenal
0: And now. now it's probably the best of the comic book-based Oh, hands
2: down, also. dude. Hands down.
0: I totally agree with you. Um, So, yeah, I, I would say two out of three of those. Right on. Um,
3: I'm kind of I excited for Legends. There. I, I really like Flash. Uh, I really enjoy Arrow. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow could be hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that it might only go one season because it's so expensive to make because of all the period dress that they're having to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's rumors that next season would be John Constantine as one of the legends. Um, that would make sense, too. And, then when, I, and then when I saw uh, Supergirl, I was like, Ugh, well, I found a new replacement for, well, at least it's not Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I cannot. I, I mean,
2: you know, like- I know it's sacrilege to some people to say this, but and I'm a huge Batman fan. But I cannot get in to that piece of shit of a show that they have out there right now. Yeah, it's I can't like, stand
0: it. Even when Paul bad, Rubin's coming, I was like,
2: "That might, I might give it a chance." But I'm yeah, like,
0: "It's a bad no. police procedural," is all it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I was interested in the concept um, because if you if you read any of the Gotham Central stuff, no. it kind of follows the Gotham Police Department. Um, that's kind of what I was hoping it was going to be. You yeah. know, I, what I want to see, what I'm interested in is. I'm not really that interested in Batman. Um, I'm not even really that interested in his rogues gallery, right? We've been up and down that road. Right. Like some of the greatest minds of our time have been up and down that road. But some stuff that hasn't been up and down is like, well, what I thought we were going to see in Gotham was um, like what's it look like when a TV show is based around a man losing, Mm -hmm. right? Like what's it look like for Commissioner Gordon
3: to (laughs) lose? Because
0: that's what the show should be about, right, is it should be about – like the city is just being destroyed and it's yeah. getting beaten yeah. down, right? Because the Batman is a response to the city, right? right? Yeah, and it like, should be Gordon all, can't get gangsters,
3: it right. and all gangsters, right? And all gangsters and no rogues gallery,
0: right? And then the rogues gallery, and you know, kind of like traditional Batman psychology is a response to Batman, which holds up this unpleasant mirror to like look at what a crazy person you are, mm-hmm. right? Because Batman originally, like, he fights against gangsters and right. mafia, right? Right, not masked vigilante or masked madmen, right? Um, and instead, you kind of have this thing that's it's it's like, look at this cute guy we cast as Jim Gordon, and uh, <laughs> Barbara appears to be a lesbian. That's pretty hot, <laughs> uh, and and uh, and here's a bunch of like fan service because.
3: Uh, like one of like one of the best things Devin has ever said was uh, <laughs> it's just, it's directed by George Lucas because hey do you like Batman well do you want to see him as a little kid <laughs> <laughs> and it's just do a you like of- Catwoman do you want to see her as a little kid no <laughs> that's all kind of inappropriate you know I mean? <laughs> so that's um, that's kind
0: of my issue with it is that it's not it. And it might even be a fine show in and of itself. It just was so yeah. far away from what I was looking for mm-hmm. that about five episodes in, I was kind of like, I just don't I don't like it. I'm, right. yeah. I'm so tied up in what I wanted to see that I don't even see it for what it is. So mm-hmm. There was cheesy Walmart. aspects of it that
2: I did appreciate, okay, when the episodes that I have yeah. tried to get back into it. I really have tried. There are cheesy parts that I dig because I dig the cheesy stuff. But right. if it's – if the lame – Outdoes the cheesy. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 over it. And you know I, I met uh, Anthony Kerrigan who plays um oh god damn it I can't remember who the character even is that he played Victor's ass. He plays oh, Victor's oh, ass. Yeah. Okay, and and he's a great guy. He really is. Yeah. He's a great guy. Like he was, he was super friendly. You know, but you know and i was like oh yeah you know i loved you on flash and, and yeah. you know and all this stuff and he's like cuz he was Kyle nimbus on flash yep. and uh, you know he's like oh yeah thanks man cool and as i left i was like man i hope he didn't think i was a dick cuz i didn't say anything <laughs> about gotham
3: i <I'm> <laughs> on flash but fuck gotham yeah, fuck, fuck Gotham. gotham his, character on, <laughs> his character on gotham's not too bad i mean no, he's, characters, he's fine, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and the the jerome as the the maybe he's the joker character mm-hmm. was that was interesting. It wasn't enough to be like, oh, I could continue to watch the show. I was just like, eh, eh all and right. So they're treating the Joker as a sickness in the city and yes. not an actual character. Exactly.
0: Well, and it seems like everybody uh, has nothing but praise for the guy who plays uh, Penguin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, he's, everybody uh, seems he's to coming think to Motor City this year. Everybody seems to think he does He does a very work. good job. That's kind of what I wanted, that's, that's sort of the line that I want to draw is that. It could very well be a technically good show Mm -hmm. made by talented people doing a quality job. It's just that the show was so far away from the parts of that era that I thought would be interesting. Right. You know, like watching a guy fail and break down and lose and the city crumble.
3: Well, it would have been a better story. It would have. It just failed
0: to, like, keep me – giving a shit at all and right. it came about like well what's Batman as a little
3: kid doing it's like I don't really <laughs> even care like we've been over and over no
2: I want to see Jim Gordon struggle exactly that's yeah. that's, that's a great point
3: really or really you get the the Flashpoint storyline where Bruce dies and then his parents become Batman and the Joker respectively
2: Earth 2 Bruce shows
3: yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> that'd
0: be badass <laughs> yeah, I, I love Earth 2 Batman that's yeah
2: so let's talk about uh, since you guys are here, man. Let, let's we haven't really touched on any of the source point stuff. Let's let's get into some of the source point stuff. What are you excited that you have coming out this year?
0: Uh, a lot of things, man. This year is a big, big year uh, for us. This is kind of our, um, you know, we're, we we've spent about three years, uh, maybe if you count all the time Josh and Trico were doing it before me, about four years, mm-hmm. like in the trenches, you know, this con warriors pushing through trying to get to the point where like okay we're, we're kind of selling enough books we can let's get another book let's get another book let's mm-hmm. get another book and now we've kind of pushed to the point where it's like okay we're going to put our dicks on the table and really try to make a get a new publisher really up and off the ground and being distributed and being out there and doing something new and different so um Yeah, like right now, um, we have a book, uh, All Four Issues Are Done. It's called Monstrous. It's got... uh, Greg Wright. Greg Wright. Yeah, I I had him on
2: the show a couple episodes back. Oh, right on. Yeah, great guy. Great Uh,
0: guy. Yeah, he's funny. Greg Wright and uh, Ken Lemoog is the uh, Mm -hmm. artist. Um, It's sort of like Frankenstein's Europe. It's uh, Frankenstein's Monsters at War with uh, Victor Frankenstein. Yes. Um, It's kind of a horror comedy. Um, All Four Issues Are Done. We're running a Kickstarter right now. Uh, where you can pre-order all four issues. So uh, something we decided to try was, um, you know, because uh, making comics not a cheap thing to <laughs> no, do. No, and it's a major process. Yeah, it's a major process. So we've, we the way we kind of looked at it is we were like, okay, we want to try something different. We want to try to break out of the norm because, um, you know, like traditional, traditional um, distribution, you know, through like Diamond and into stores and all that, you end up making a very small percentage Mm -hmm. of of the money on this you know and you have to sell a really large number to make this worthwhile now we're doing that right because you don't ever want to ignore the direct market you don't want to do that but i think you have to be a little bit more creative so like we're kind of looking at kickstarter as a thing to where it's like um, you know look we've made the investment into this we've made it and it's done and you can pre-order it and you can have mm-hmm. it and you can, it's going to come out in February, March, April, May. You can get all four right now. Yes. Yeah. So we set a really low goal and just kind of try to look at it as a, as a pre-sale opportunity. So we're trying to like, really um, sort of connect directly. To people who would be fans of what we're doing and, mm-hmm. and what we're into and the stuff that we're making, because we kind of did the math on everything and we're like, well, if, you know, if we sell two thousand copies of each issue, we're like, we're well in the black on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when we talk to our Diamond representative they're like, eh, you know, you probably won't sell more than two thousand issues of this. I don't know if we want it, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, man, if we sell two thousand issues, that's fucking great, <laughs> right? You know, they're like, oh, yes, is- you do want it. <laughs> <but it's- laughs> The, the, you know it's just a difference of scale you know it's a difference of what your goals are mm-hmm. and for us we're just we're trying to get out there we're trying to take you know baby steps and so that's kind of our big thing we have going on right now um we also have a book uh by casey pierce yeah uh, you probably know her yeah she's her.
2: been on the show as well
0: yeah uh, love casey she has a book called nora coming out which yep. is a um like science fiction uh the main character is a coma fisher so people hire her to like come in, and she enters into the minds of people who have comas and tries to like coax them back out. So cool, or
2: fail, <laughs> and they move on. Right, and that's coming out uh, on C2E2,
0: right? Yep, that uh, the first issue will release at C2E2. Um, we'll probably do the same thing with like a um, you know a pre-order Kickstarter next month with that. You know, a low goal just to pre-order, pre-order all the issues and send it on its way. Um, I'm really proud of that book. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, we have a book called Savants that also releases in March. It is uh, written by Gary Reed of uh, Caliber Comics fame okay, and, okay. Uh, Dead and, um, Not with and Dead World. I'm familiar with Dead World. St. Germain and
3: mm-hmm.
0: so, so many things. Renfield. A lot of stuff
3: that you don't know that you've read that's actually by Gary Reed?
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of things that you probably read that you'd be – don't know that it's by him because he's very prolific. Uh, him and Cat uh, out of Grand Rapids called named uh, Seth the Moose did the art for. Oh him. yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he works for Dirk Manning.
0: Yeah, he yeah. does. Uh, he did the uh, um, Carmageddon Tales of Mystery yes. Volume Two. Yeah, it's really good. I met
2: I met him uh, in Grand Rapids, dude. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's. I awesome. got drunk with him,
0: and his <laughs> art is, in fucking incredible. It's, yeah. it's yeah. great. So uh, I actually have seen. Almost the entire first issue of that is done. That will be a five-issue series. That that starts in March. Um, And then we have a a three-issue series, again, also starts in March, called The Rot, which is uh, uh, a horror – kind of more of a straight-up horror. It's about a – it's sort of a disease and extremist religion and mad science all sort of like mixed up together and uh, this guy who has terminal cancer and – Ends up sort of having the ability to pass this on to other people you know, kind hmm. of story. So that comes out in March. So uh, a lot of a stuff. A lot of really
2: cool stuff. And yeah.
0: then um, end of March, beginning of April, we have a, uh, a standalone book called um, uh, Dead Duck and Zombie Chick, uh, Rising from the Grave by Jay Fosgett. OK. Um, who's uh, – right now he does My Little Pony. Right, right. And uh, – <laughs> Like true Michigan fans will know Bodie Troll exactly. That, I was gonna right? say Bodie Troll. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and he did uh, Dead Duck is originally from 2009. I think is when he is like his first published work. Um, and uh, he approached me a, w- a while back about like, hey, I've got some new Dead Duck stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's adult. You know, which is a lot different from what Jake kind of is known for <laughs> now. Right. Are you interested in? It? And I was like, I'm interested in anything you want to do, man. Oh <laughs> yeah. So, we're doing uh, that book, should come out end of March, early April. Not 100% sure yet um, how that's going to work out because he's still actually working on some pages, but uh, excited about that. And then we just recently started trying to expand into a prose market. So, I've signed a bunch of novels. Um, you know, we, we try to stick with, uh, you know, one, a lot of us are from Michigan, a lot of us grew up here, a lot of us feel like there's a massive amount of talent and support that are in this area. It is, dude. Um,
2: Unparalleled to anywhere else, as far as I can see or hear. Dude, honestly, Detroit has. We do super conventions. We say year, it all the time.
0: <laughs> this year we're doing 29 of them. Last year we did 23. I personally was at 22. From uh, coast to coast, man, from Boston to Los Angeles, and the shows in this region are top shelf. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of support, people showing up, and like the other. Creators all kind of rallying around everything everybody else is doing. It is a different, it's a different thing that goes on here, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're trying to focus in on what people here are doing <clears throat> and what are they interested in. So you know, we kind of like quietly put out a call to like the uh, Great Lakes Horror Writers Association and a few other things to see if anybody, hey, like, hey, have you been writing any horror novels? Because we're, you know, we kind of have secured a deal for nationwide distribution through bookstores and all that. So. You know, what do you have going that we can, you know, do you have anything that's done that we can kind of grab? Because we're, we're kind of we want we're interested in trying to move into this marketplace, right? You know, right. And see what we can do and see if there's where the audience is for pros. You know, we, we kind of know comics a little bit. We kind of feel like we're, we know at least what we're doing. You know, we understand that market. We understand our niche in that market. Right. So we want to try pros and see how it's going. So uh, just recently, I signed two books by um, Peggy Christie. Um she's uh the head of GLAU and uh um which is the Great Lakes Horror Writers Association. Okay. Um so she sent me two and uh David Hayes, who's the writer of The Rot, uh he sent he sent a couple in that uh, we're looking at. You know, so I mean, I suppose anybody who's listening that, that likes to write submissions at SourcePointPress.com, dot com, I mean, we're actively looking for prose, which is um, you know relatively uncommon i think right right (laughs) at least we're gonna give it a try we want to see how it will go we feel like there's a ton of talented writers that are right around here that we can help and that they can help us
2: we have a caller Mm -hmm. well let's bring him on welcome to the ninja starship you're on the air hey what's up ninja starship What's going on, Derek? Derek, Derek Becker, host of Comic Pros and Cons. Man, we have a giant cross pod going on right now. This is awesome. We got snake oil comics. We got Comic Pros and Cons. How you doing, buddy? All star, all star. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Except
0: for us. (laughs) I I just happened to tune in and I I heard you had
1: had
2: uh, you know these two jokers on. I figured you could use a little help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. More than welcome, Derek. Thanks for calling in, man.
1: You know what? Actually, I've got a legitimate question, and and I'm sorry if you guys already touched on this because I tuned in late, but I've got a friend who is a writer. He's been writing novels, and his one novel he thinks would be ideal for going into the graphic novel form. So, Travis, what kind of suggestion do you have for somebody that's got something like that? Like, is it something where he'd be better off coming and talking to you directly, or should he try and lay it out in an outline and submit it that way? What's the best route for him?
0: Well, if he were to bump into me at a convention or shoot me an email and ask, like, what should I do, the first thing I would ask is whether he has any experience actually writing a comic script. Um, which,
1: which this guy I can tell you does not.
0: Um, in that case, I, is it a is it a published piece? Is it a piece that's already been published? Uh, not yet. Um. Yeah, so that's tougher because a lot of people think that like, oh, I wrote this novel. It's going to be so easy to turn it into a script and it, it isn't. It isn't like this. It isn't a really super easy thing to do. Um, what I would suggest probably first thing is see if you can get it published as a piece of prose. So if it's you know fits in what, more than what we're doing, send it to me and we'll look at it. Um, you know, generally what we offer, not the greatest possible deal in the world because we don't really offer like an advance on royalties like what, you know, you would get from like a HarperCollins or something. We just do like a straight 50-50 split from the moment it gets published, whether it's digital or print sales. Um, and we do take care of all of your distribution and production costs. Uh, okay. and then and then once you kind of have it published, then start thinking about it. For me personally, unless it was like something that really knocked my socks off, I wouldn't start looking at it as a graphic novel until there was a finished script in the can. Uh, The reason for that, Derek, is because when it comes down to the economics, the business of actually doing this is that if you have a finished piece of prose, it's only going to cost a couple hundred bucks to get some artwork and everything else done and around and then maybe a small print run and then get it released digitally and get it released out to bookstores. Um, and then to see how, how it does, it's a very small small investment. But making a graphic novel is a huge investment. You're talking about sure. thousands of dollars of art and lettering and every the whole nine yards. And then the printing is crazy high in comparison to to a prose piece. <laughs> so yeah, I mean for me, I wouldn't even look at it until you came to me with like here's the entire script so I could really see what you had in mind. So I would say – one try to get it published as prose, and then prove that there's a market. You know, if you can come and say, "Have hey, sold 500 of these," that's that's bringing something to the table. Um, or if you really are serious about making it as a graphic novel, and you want it to be professionally done, like start trying to hammer out script pages and learn as you go.
1: Perfect. I always appreciate it. You guys are, uh, you know, for as much crap as I give you guys, you truly are a wealth of knowledge. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, thanks. Well, at least <laughs> I just anyway. made
0: that up. <laughs> <laughs> that was off the cuff, right? As there. I went, I was like, yeah, sounds, sounds good. good to me. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, guys,
1: you take it easy. Yeah, you
2: Thanks too, Thanks for Derek, calling, man. Derek. All right, we'll see you. All right, guys, we are, unfortunately, coming up on our hour. Uh, what, are, what are some of your um, most recent con, con appearances you're going to be doing so people can see you and how can they get a hold of you?
0: Yeah, um, well, you can get a hold of me. Um, you can send an email to info at sourcepointpress.com um, with any questions. Uh, if you are interested in publishing or being published, uh, writing, or if you're an artist who's looking for work, uh, submissions at SourcePointPress.com. Pre- source uh, we're on Twitter at SourcePTPress. Uh, you can get me personally at TMacintyre1, plus I'm on Facebook and all the other normal places that you would find people. Um, at a convention, uh, we do do some, some cool stuff. At most of the conventions we do, at least where we can have one of our editors, me, Joshua Trico, in – there which almost always there's at least one of us Mm -hmm. Uh, we do do uh, portfolio reviews and you can like give me a pitch live so you can sit across from me i'm the guy who rubber stamps stuff i'm the guy who decides where we're going to spend money you can sit and tell me what your idea is and i will tell you as honestly as i can whether i think it has merit or whether it doesn't in terms of us right Mm -hmm. and don't be Um, shy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, don't be shy. You know, if it's something you really want to do, that's one of the that's actually good advice for anybody who wants to try to break into the industry. is yeah. just break into yeah, it. Yeah, don't be shy. Just Get in fucking there. do it. Right. That's the number one thing you can do. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we're at uh, the next one is a little one um, in Redford. Yeah, yeah next Saturday okay. in Redford, there's a small uh, small comic con, and then after that is Atlanta. Uh, mm-hmm. First weekend of February is Atlanta, and after that is Great Lakes, which is in Macomb, and then March brings us uh, Los Angeles, C two E two, Indiana. Uh, April, I think it was three in April. We're we're um, one of the like big featured publishers at uh, Motor City this year, so we'll have Fantastic, like a big dude. monster setup. Hell yeah, going completely broke probably.
3: <laughs> <I'm> gonna- <laughs> I'm going to be one of the hot chicks out front, so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just
0: look, yes. For, look for Devin and not enough clothes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fantastic. the place you want to come to. Yeah. All
2: right, guys. Thank you so much for coming down here, making the trip, being on the show. It was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you, man. It yeah, was really great good to meet sure, you. I've heard so sure. much about you. No. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm glad that we were able to do this for real. Now we can no. set it up for next time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. All right, that's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. You can follow us at iTunes, Stitcher, Points of Interest, Podcast Network, and Podcast Detroit Network. Until next week, that's a show. This is a previously recorded episode.